At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is VSIN Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Number two here on a Friday final countdown. Matt Brown, Jonathan Von Tobel, producer stuff behind the glass, real person. We have been running through the NFL. Um, one of these games, I cannot believe I actually do have a bet in on, and that is Denver Broncos and Carolina Panthers. Now, not a straight bet, but uh, I, I did end up playing the Panthers in a teaser leg, mainly here, John, out of principle, mm-hmm. because if I can get eight and a half points, because it was at the time two and a half. If I can get eight and a half points in a game with a 36 total, I have to do that by law. And it, and it was mandated and it was, there were going to be people knocking on my door and coming in and taking me out in cuffs if I did not do this. So I did take the Carolina Panthers plus eight and a half at home against the Denver Broncos in a game with a 36 total. Now, look, it looks like this Broncos team is going to be uh, without several key players as well mm-hmm. on the offensive side of the ball. And, Sam Darnold takes over for the Carolina Panthers. And let me just here's here's a really good handicap for you. It can't be any worse. Correct. There's no you can't go farther than the floor, right? <laughs> yeah, Unless, so it, can't be, it can't be any worse. No, and and I think too, when you're talking about this from the perspective, like when you're talking about teasing this up, which mm. I think makes sense. And I mean, still, there's ones out there you can tease this up and give mm. it to seven if you'd like, but 
when you're talking about facing the fourth worst offense in the NFL and the Denver Broncos were missing some of their better offensive weapons, it's, it's, I think it's a very sound way to go here when it comes to that. And I think really the only thing, if you do get burned, is going to be Sam Darnold magic, but the negative kind, right. which is turning the ball over, giving him short fields, or giving up defensive touchdowns. That's the only thing, and those are obviously like low percentage chances. I, I would very much, uh, like a teaser leg, I would agree with that. Sentiment. I had nothing on this game. I did yeah. not I did not want to put myself through something like this. I, I, I really didn't either. It just came down to when I started seeing how things it looked like they were they were going to fall into place here. Then yeah. they go, they release Melvin Gordon. Now their lead back is Latavius Murray. And, like, it just would be without Judy. I mean, it, it, Hamler, Judy, all this stuff. It just seemed like, to me, the Carolina defense at least has a little bit of a pulse, right? They at least have a little bit of a pulse. And so – Denver has not been able to score on anybody all year long. And so if I can just get basically a consistent performance out of Denver, then I think mm-hmm. I should be okay having eight and a half points in this game. Yes. Just a consistent performance yep. out of Denver, which is go down, score your your 13 that you score yeah, so every week. You, you know, up. yeah, your 16 points that you average every week. And, and then, then just going to, yeah, and then go home and whatever. You might win. It's fine. Just don't win by nine, Man, by nine real points. NFL game. I know. One it's, with a total of 36. Back when back when the game was played the way it was supposed to be played. It's like a preseason total. It really is like, like a preseason total here. Baltimore Ravens and the Jacksonville Jaguars. This is now three and a half across the board in favor of the Ravens on the road at the Jags. 43 and a half is the total. This was sitting four, has come off the four. Two, three and a half, so a little bit of support in the market for the Jags. This is a Jags team. For me, look, it just pretty disappointing for me. Mm-hmm. I thought that this team was going to take – at least a little bit of a step forward. I didn't think that they were going to be good or great, I should even say, by any stretch of the imagination. But I thought this would be a team that kind of hovered around 500-ish, game under 500-ish, something like that. And instead, here we are, 3-7 and seven with the Jags and doing a bunch of the stuff that we saw them do last year as well. Now they are coming off of a bye. Did they figure some things out? Did they really, really, really buckle down and – and get after, you know, just this game and almost kind of treat it as if it is their Super Bowl. That I can't begin to say. Lamar Jackson off the injury report. If you were following this throughout the course of the week, he was showing up on the injury report. He's off of it, so he is going to play. And then Harbaugh said he's pretty hopeful that uh, Gus Edwards is going to be able to go as well for Baltimore on the offensive side of the ball. Um, This was a tough one for me. It was one of the first games I scratched off, John, because, like, I was drawn to taking the points – with the Jags, mm-hmm. thinking that, hey, look, this defense has way too much talent to be this bad. They cannot possibly continue to be as bad as they've been this year with all the talent that they have on that side of the ball. But, you know, again, we're we're well into the season here, so I guess, you know, at some point I just have to take stuff at face value. So I passed on it. Maybe a contest play. Maybe I would take the Jags in, in a contest or something. No, I agree. So, look, for me, like, I would agree with that sentiment. And the one thing the Jags do have going for them, statistically, they're still really good rush defense. Mm-hmm. And we saw last week, like, one of the things that the Ravens really struggled with was their offense was just not efficient. It was completely out of whack. And the Carolina Panthers, if they do have a strength somewhat, uh, it would be up front. And I think you saw that, you know, if this Baltimore offense is not going to carry its weight here, uh, these are going to be lower scoring games, and this might be a similar type of opponent, right, that is going to maybe stymie them in terms of an offensive attack uh, and limit what they can do offensively in terms of what they're going to put out there from a scoring standpoint. So I agree. Like, I was initially drawn uh, to Baltimore, actually, looking mm-hmm. at this game. But going over some of the defensive numbers uh, for Jacksonville and seeing that they have still been floating along as relatively solid uh, rushing defense, 
I think that's going to be something where they run into it again. Last week against Carolina, only 3.8 yards on the ground per carry, 115 mm-hmm. total yards rushing. You could run into a similar wall like that for Baltimore today against, or yep. this week against Jacksonville. Yeah, and like I said, I, I don't trust this Baltimore team to play from behind either. So I think from a live betting standpoint, if if we're if we're sitting third quarter and somehow Baltimore finds himself in a 10-point deficit or some kind of something like that, like I might kind of pile in here on the Jags because it's 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 not one of those it's not one of those offenses like you can only throw to Mark Andrews so many times in a row and and expect, you know, this to go positively for you. I mean, they yep. just don't have any playmakers at the wide receiver position. That's certainly something they'll address in the offseason, but uh, they don't have anyone that can get anything done there. And, and like you mentioned, I mean, the, the one thing the Jags do pretty well is defend the run. So I imagine you would key in on Lamar Jackson in that run game and say, like, okay, if you can beat us throwing to a tight end every single play, then so so be it. it, it I do think it's interesting, too. Well, off, the, off, the, off the top of your head, how many points better do you think Jacksonville is than Carolina? Only because, like, right? Like, yeah. yes, you were playing Carolina at home. That number what close? 13, 13 right. and a half. And you're on the road, home field, not worth that much. One of the weaker home fields, if you are rating mm-hmm. it right now in Jacksonville, and it's three and a half, four, as opposed to that really right. big number. It, it is just, I thought it was an interesting contrast to see that because Jacksonville is still a three win team, much like Carolina. And obviously, the Panthers are in a much more dire straits. But, um, it does seem that the market has adjusted quite a bit here. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I'm I'm curious. This Baltimore team, to me, I'm going to watch this game pretty intently because I do want to I do want to try and figure out whether I think that this Baltimore team is a legitimate contender or if it's more of that in that pretender ish kind of status because like wild card team. That yeah, might, yeah, like in in not really a threat to do anything once they get to the playoffs. Like the the question that I always ask myself, and we get to this this point in the year is not necessarily is this team a playoff team. It's this, is this, can this team win multiple games in a row right. in the playoffs, right? Like it's like anyone, you know, people can get to the playoffs and there's seven teams that make the playoffs now out of each. So like, that's not the hardest thing in the entire world, but it's like, can this team win multiple games in a row? And I think with a team like Baltimore for me, I, I don't I know why my no. brain has it, it. It's hard for me to get there. My with, brain with says them. no. Yeah. That's my initial thought is yeah. my brain says no, but maybe if they're healthier, like especially right. defensively, they're starting to be, but this offense has been a little too inconsistent. Los Angeles Chargers and the Arizona Cardinals, as we sit right now, the Chargers are two and a half to three point favorites over the Cardinals. This has come way down. This was yep. sitting four and a half uh, earlier in the week, all the way down to under a field goal now. 48 is your total. We got word Kyler Murray is going to go for the Arizona Cardinals in this game. Mike Williams is not going to go for the Los Angeles Chargers in this game. Keenan Allen actually not on the injury report for the first time all season long. So at least he is feeling much better with that hamstring injury that he has been dealing with. I guess my question here, John, is, is this Cardinals team with Kyler Murray and a healthy DeAndre Hopkins and, you know, whatever else that they can throw out there, they say they're hopeful Hollywood Brown can get some snaps in this week as well. Are they, are they less? I mean, I, I, I thought maybe at four, four and a half, maybe the Cardinals were a look for me or something, but now this thing's like under a field goal. I just don't think I can. I don't think I can get there really on either side because it wouldn't surprise me if the if the Chargers came out and did one of their games where they kind of lay an egg. Or so I, I don't know. I, I this one this one's kind of perplexing. Yeah, I, I think this is a game that narratively sets up for the Chargers to kind of get out of this funk and win a game, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think they're. I think they have the better quarterback here. I think their offense is the better unit. Um, even though I'm disappointed in it, still yes. I think it's the better unit. And defensively, I think they have a higher ceiling if everything goes well for them uh, on the field. The problem is, is what you've seen this from the Chargers now for many years, including this year, uh, that like in instances where like last week, they're a solid media underdog, I guess you can call it catching mm-hmm. five. You stay with that number. You push the Chargers or excuse me, the Chiefs to the brink. That's fine. 
But now, in this role, it's a little bit different for them. But I'll say this. Kyler Murray, in his last four starts, committed 10 turnover-worthy plays. Yeah. His PFF passing grade is under 63. He is not that good. I don't think he's really worth that much to a point spread at this right. point right now. And you talked about like Hopkins and him being back. Okay, cool. So now we're going to get Kyler Murray to just stare down DeAndre yeah, Hopkins right, right. and throw it to him 12, 15 times a game. I'm not sure how much that is really worth for a Cardinals team that is completely falling apart of the seams right now. And, and you know, the Keenan Allen thing, I think, is pretty big that they're not even listening to him on the injury report because, yep. I mean, look – does he have the explosiveness and stuff anymore? Probably not, but he's still one of the best route runners there is in the game. He knows how to move the chains. He knows he's not the guy. John, I know you scream at the television like me. He's not the guy on third and seven that runs the six-yard route right. and, like, stops one yard short of the oh, first down. Or whatever. So like, I know, I'm just screaming at the television. It's like, know where the first down marker is, dude. This is your job. It's a big yellow line on the uh, field, Yeah, though. I mean, come on. <laughs> Seriously. Um, <laughs> but you look at it, it. Really, this, to me, and the reason I do at least – at least now that there's a number down, it would be a it would be a Chargers surpass for me. Is this defense for the Cardinals, man? Especially from a pass defense standpoint, has been absolutely has been absolutely bottom of the barrel. And then their red zone defense, like they can't keep guys out of the end zone. Once they get down there, they just give up touchdowns over and over and over and over again. And I think the Chargers, so long as they still have Eckler, they still have Allen. Um, Palmer seems to be like making kind of a Palmer and Carter seem to be kind of like making some some headway there for the Chargers as well. Not saying that they're necessarily on an upward arc. I think they're probably just more leveled out or anything something at this point. But I think maybe even a leveled out Chargers head to head talent for talent is probably a field goal better than the Cardinals. Yes, probably. Uh, yeah, and and I, I would also say too really quickly. Narrative doesn't play a whole lot into it. Mm. It cannot help what's going on with the Cardinals. A coach getting fired after the game in Mexico. Clearly, like, the belief in Cliff Kingsbury is waning in terms yes. of the front office. It's just a bad situation for the team yep. overall as well. Yeah, I agree with you. I, I think that maybe that's uh, maybe that's something that if this number keeps plummeting, ends up in the account. We're going to talk to Mike Pritchard, former NFLer. You can find him right here on the weekends every single week as well. When we come back, stick around. It's a Friday edition. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is Black Friday today, and you should become a VEASAN Pro annual subscriber. And when you do, you're going to get a $30 credit over at the VEASAN store. And listen, not only that, you get a daily recap email of all the top plays made by our hosts and guests. You can go in and mess with the tools like the betting splits and things like that, see where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll get these deep-dive daily reports like the one that my man over here, Jonathan Von Tobel, writes each and every week. Plus, upcoming college bowl game uh, bowl guide. We get a Super Bowl betting guide coming up as well. And then over in the store, although you won't find Viper and the Warthog material just yet. I mean, no. that is coming 2023. You can go in there and find some cool stuff for your people for things uh, for, uh, for Christmas here. Hats, shirts, mugs, other great gear like that. So head on over to vsan.com slash subscribe to take advantage of this Black Friday offer. He is a former NFLer. He is our man that you can catch right here on the Pro Football Blitz each and every week. He is on the Twitter machine at M.I. Pritchard. He's Mike Pritchard. Pritchard, thanks for joining us, my man. Thanks for having me. How you guys doing? Oh, I'm 0-2 in the uh, little bet contest. How are you? Oh, no. Uh, doing well. Actually, our, our producer, Brian Ortega, told us to take the draw, and we did not. Oh, oh so you guys are cheating. Wow. Oh, okay, cool. So you guys are cheating. That's uh, good to know. I see well, uh-huh. we're one and one. Is that cheating? Hold up. Hold up. <laughs> I mean, the last time I checked, Pritch, right it didn't there. say Brian Ortega and, you know, company. I thought, I thought this was a team. I thought this was a team. Uh, who knows? Who knows? We don't, we don't, we don't, I don't even, I had a bet canceled. I I'm had trying everything. to stir stuff yeah, I mean, up. Uh, yeah, there's those okay, I got you. So, uh, Pritch, before we get into the NFL, I do want to talk here just from a college standpoint. It is rivalry week. Yeah, I did that. I slowed Good. it down. I made sure to say it. You know, why would we week? Yeah, whatever. Um, so, you, you know, you you were there. You were in the locker rooms for all this. And does do, do these games really mean more? Because, like, I mean, I know in the media we want to make it seem like these games mean more. But it's, you know, that's for television and clicks and all the things and stuff like that. But, like, in the locker room, does it really mean more? Or is it just kind of like, eh, you know, we, we want to beat these guys just like we want to beat the guys last week and the week before that and the week before that? Oh, absolutely. No, 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 no. It means everything, Matt. It means everything, man. Rivalry week is uh, – I slowed that down too uh, – <laughs> is, is everything. It really is. I mean, we would have our schedule up when I was at the University of Colorado, and, and red was Nebraska each and every year because we knew that that was our rival. 
They were, they were our neighbor. They were also in our way of winning a national championship. Uh, so our focus became more acute, certainly for that for that game. Uh, just like uh, this weekend, uh, you know, uh, if there's one game to win on your schedule for Ohio State is beating Michigan and vice versa for Michigan as Ohio State. Uh, I think USC is unique because they have several situations like, you know, within their conference. You, you think about UCLA, but then Notre Dame, certainly because of the history uh, of that matchup. Uh, Auburn, Alabama, it's not the same anymore. But uh, yeah, absolutely. I think everything uh, and they, all your focus is on your rival. Uh, and you got to beat them down. You have to, because if you do, and they, if you, if the season went the way that you wanted it to go, then all of a sudden that prize is still at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So uh, rivalry week means everything. Does it though? Like, I wonder if nowadays, <laughs> Pritch, but like in all seriousness, like nowadays when, you know, kids are moving schools more frequently, uh, you know, I get that. Like it's a rivalry for the people that care about it, but we see right. in some of these spots, like for example, North Carolina, I mean, it's a rivalry spot against NC state, but they did of course lose their second game, essentially knocked out of college football playoff contention. They're already locked into an ACC title matchup with Clemson. The game is a rivalry spot, but it kind of doesn't mean anything. Right. And they've kind of laid an egg to start this one. Well, I mean, I, I think in regards to that level of rivalry, I mean, are we talking um, UNLV, UNR? I mean, <laughs> right? I mean, there's a canon, right? There's a canon. We know that in state there might be a rival you situation. You get to paint maybe it, remember? <laughs> you get to paint it, absolutely, absolutely. But it means more to uh, alumni. It means more yeah. to the, the institutions, obviously, right? But uh, I think when there's more on the line, and that's where I was going uh, from my perspective, like when there's more on the line, mm-hmm. when there's a national championship on the line, absolutely, uh, rivalry week means everything. Um, but no, you're right. I mean, I, I think because of today's college athlete and their desire to get to the National Football League, I mean, some guys might bow, bow out. I mean, there, there might be, not be situations where people aren't even going to play. Uh, so, yeah, it, it's lost its luster uh, in that regard, JVT. All right, let's head over to the NFL here, Pritch. And we've got a couple of games where we were just laughing. I mean, you know, there's there's this the Dolphins, 14-point favorites over the Texans. Texans seems like they've, you know, they've kind of quit. They're going to make this, like, desperation quarterback change. And, of course, what's going on there with the Bears and Jets game with maybe two backup quarterbacks coming in. But one of the games where we are – where we're, we're kind of – JVT and I are on the same bet, but it's just one of those weird things is this Bengals Titans game, right? In which Mm -hmm. the Titans by all the advanced metrics and all the numbers that I sit here and try to sound smart whenever I just regurgitate them here on the network, you know, all week long, say this should be an average team, maybe even a little bit below average team. Yet they continue to go out and they continue to win games. They continue to kind of defy what these, what these other numbers say here. And so here it is a, a short favorite are is Cincinnati as they head to, to, to Tennessee this week. How do you view just the Titan squad overall, and then what do you see in this matchup? Matt, Tennessee will fight you. That's how I view mm-hmm. Tennessee, the Titans. They, they want to fight you. Uh, and what I mean by that is they, they want to make the game physical, uh, and they want to find out if you uh, can do that for 60 minutes. Uh, so all the analytics and all that stuff and, you know, advanced metrics, I, I think maybe out the window. I mean, it's a toughness uh, aspect from uh, Vrabel, uh, the blue-collar aspect. So if you're looking at Cincinnati, though, I, I mean, they've kind of revved up their offense, averaging over 30 points a game the last three games and uh, really doing well. Jamar Chase, they're anticipating that situation. We'll see about that. But T. Higgins is the number one wide receiver on the other side. I know Mixon's going to be out, but P. Ryan uh, is a nice replacement. Plus, the sacks are down, too. Uh, but the fact that Tennessee uh, might be looking for this game on their schedule, might have circled this game because of the revenge situation uh, from the AFC uh, playoff situation that we know about. And 
the Tennessee Titans, not really a surprise uh, in the regard of uh, running away with this division right now. I mean, that division was up for grabs, but uh, the competitiveness, though, because of how blue collar they are and how physical they are, uh, that is what's impressed me the most about the Titans so far. Uh, I think Todd Downing, we'll see what kind of mindset he's in off of what happened uh, with the DUI arrest right there, too. But he's been highly creative with the offense, and that's helped uh, uh, Derrick Henry uh, in certain situations. But I, I want, I'm curious to see if Cincinnati Bengals can fight for 60 minutes. I mean, I, I like the Titans in this dog situation right now. Pritch, you know, you talk about numbers not being able to quantify when it comes to some results, right? It seems mm-hmm. to be Tyler Henneke, right? The the fact that he drinks bush lights right. on the plane and is a likable guy <laughs> uh, apparently is better than the fact that he is kind of a bad quarterback. Can he keep right. this up? They're 4-1 straight up, 4-0-1 against the spread with him at quarterback. Four-point favorites this weekend. First of all, why is he not drinking Heineken's? Did y'all talk <laughs> right. about that? I know. Right? I, know. I mean, yeah, you know what? Um, I, I like Atlanta, uh, not because they're my former team, but I loved him as a dog. Uh, all year long, uh, and because I can do certain things with that situation, uh, I think running games travel well as as well, guys. And uh, Atlanta is a physical outfit too. They're like the Tennessee Titans, right? I mean, it's Arthur Smith, and uh, I think for the Commanders, uh, they're going to get Chase Young. Okay, they're going to get some energy. Uh, and yes, Heineke has done decent enough. Um, he's better than Carson Wentz, which tells you a lot about where they were before. Um, but they're going to have to rely on a running game. They've skewed it. Uh, they're over 50% running the football right now uh, with Heineke at quarterback. So uh, we'll see what Scott Turner has involved, uh, you know, for the Falcons, because I think the Falcons, they are susceptible defensively, uh, right? Uh, but if Atlanta can control the football game with the running game uh, against that defense that has vastly improved under Del Rio, uh, I like the Falcons in the matchup. Pritch, I mentioned the Dolphins being 14-point favorites this week against the Texans, and I brought up the, the, the thought that maybe McDaniel seems like the type of guy who's pretty smart, kind of like looking ahead and whatever, and how much do you think it might play into their strategy this week that they do play the 49ers next week? I mean, is there, do you think that this is one of those deals where I understand it's a different conference, but it is a 49ers team that maybe, you know, if they, if you ultimately get to the goal, you meet in the Super Bowl, whatever it might be. Um, do you think that there's a chance that, you know, hey, fourth quarter rolls around, Dolphins are up. Let's not take any chances here. We got the 49ers next week. Let's go ahead and get these guys on the sideline or whatever. Just we, J- John and I were talking about it. It's just like that 14 number. You could right. be up 20 points in the fourth quarter and a garbage score comes across and, and, and you don't cover. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think you're right, Matt. Uh, and JVT, I mean, I, I think uh, this time of year, we're going into December. If you can rest your guys at any moment, you're going to do that. I mean, if you got a pretty good lead uh, in that game, uh, yeah, I think McDaniel would overthink the room or not overthink it, but think it through and uh, and say, like, let's rest our guys. Let's keep them healthy for the remainder of the schedule. So, yeah, I mean, I, I would absolutely look out for that. Uh, one of the things I've been working on, though, uh, is offenses, high octane offenses off a of bye. Uh, they've kind of been rusty. You know, you guys notice that, you know, you think mm-hmm. about Baltimore after their bye and several teams that were high octane offensively after a bye. They were just slow out the gate. Uh, so I, I'm not anticipating that from Miami, but I'm certainly uh, aware of that. And I, I've stayed away from this game. You can find him here on the weekend's pro football blitz over on the Twitter machine at M I Pritchard. He is Mike Pritchard. Pritch, thanks for the time, buddy. Appreciate it. Appreciate you guys. Have a great weekend. Seven, seven UCLA and Cal right now here in the second quarter. So we got that. That's happening. That's a thing. Oh, you're watching basketball. Yeah, 2011, Timberwolves up on top of Charlotte. Hey, we, we, got, we got NBA stuff going on. This is multitasking that we have going on here at its finest. Just two segments left. 
What is this? Where did the hour and a half go? So much fun. It really is. Just flying through here. We'll run through the rest of the NFL schedules, get some uh, thoughts on some college football games as well when we come back. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure and visit VEASAN.com. Check out the current betting splits data. If you want to know where the money and the bets are moving for every game, the betting splits page is updated. DraftKings odds every 10 minutes so you can see the changes in all of the action. Find out where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. You can check out not just today's action, but future events as well. Betting splits, another way VEASAN is making you a more informed, better year-round. Check out today's betting splits over at VEASAN. I'm here with the host of the Hardwood Handicappers podcast. He is Jonathan Von Tobel. We have just two segments left to get through the rest of these NFL uh, NFL games, but I do want to uh, talk a little NBA with you and uh, see what you have in the account for today. Uh, so uh, the one game that's already underway um, is Minnesota and Charlotte. I did bet this. Actually, four and a half with Minnesota. This ended up closing six and a half. Um, Gordon Hayward ended up not playing for the Charlotte Hornets. I think that was a little bit behind the line move. Also, uh, Minnesota very quietly, and this is uh, still worth pointing out, even though this game is underway, uh, is starting to kind of get things together, Matt. They have mm-hmm. won now. I'll double check. I think it's five straight games. Uh, let's see. Yes, they've won five straight games. They've covered three of them. Uh, their defense has slowly been climbing up the uh, standings when it comes to defensive efficiency. Uh, this is a pretty solid team that's rounding into form now a little bit. It took a little bit longer uh, than I expected to kind of get into it. I thought they hit the ground running, but their offense is slowly starting to get better. I played them against uh, Indiana the other night and played them again here. This is kind of my theory when it comes to the NBA. If the market's been a little down on a team, you know, mm-hmm. especially over the course of a long season, if I find that they're in form to start playing them, I'll play them consistently until yeah. that starts to blow up in my face. So uh, riding the Timberwolves at this point right now, and uh, Charlotte's just really beat up and super thin. And the other one, this is a really interesting game, matchup. So you always try to look for little things if, if teams are starting to fall. And it's funny, yeah. when I was writing the report and you're looking around, the theme over the last couple of days is these hot teams that we didn't expect are starting to come back down to earth here a little bit. So Utah and Golden State are playing later today. Golden State opened seven. This number actually got as high as eight and a half. It's down back to seven and a half. So I laid seven with Golden State. And if you look at the Jazz, two and five straight up and against the spread their last seven, they are now one of the worst defensive teams in the NBA. It's been a big reason why they have started to slide here a little bit. And you kind of knew their defensive standings weren't going to hold, and that's really been the case. But the other part of this is just the Golden State Warriors. At home, a completely different team. They've been much more comfortable playing away, uh, playing at home, covering by an average of about four points per game, which is a lot when you're laying about mm-hmm. on average eight points per game. Plus 15 net rating at home is the best in the NBA, uh, and you're taking on a sliding defensive team. And this is just another one of those things where I think the Jazz are in this position now where the market has upgraded them up to this point. Yeah. But home court this year has been worth about three points. You're going to tell me that three and a half, four points, that's the difference between Golden State Warriors and Utah Jazz? I would say no. So I uh, laid it with the Golden State Warriors here tonight. I know it is super early in the season, but I uh... – the, old, the Cavs-Bucks game's interesting to me. Yeah. Just, to, just to see two teams that, you know, over there that may or may not be battling throughout the course of, of the season for, you know, one of those one of those top spots. No, and, and I think, too, so what's really interesting here is they actually played, and this is why it helps to pay attention to the market sometimes. So they played, I think, nine days ago. Hmm. The Bucks went off as a three-and-a-half, four-point favorite, and they won that thing going away. This number opened two-and-a-half, and that was in Milwaukee mm-hmm. last time. And the Bucks were even healthier this time around. So immediately, of course, the market moves this thing up to four, four-and-a-half. But I think what's going to be interesting to watch is the Bucs did something where a lot of teams aren't really doing it. 
they ran almost like, I want to say every possession. They went after Darius Garland on defense. They were running them through screens. They were attacking him, making him uh, defended a lot of actions. And I think they're going to do that here again. The Cavaliers are a top five defensive team, but they have two clear weak links mm-hmm. on that team, on that floor. And in series, it's going to be a problem. But the Bucs have clearly shown, at least from a game plan standpoint, they're willing to go after their defensive weaknesses. They did it and allowed them to win comfortably the first time around. I wouldn't be surprised to see it happen again today. Continue rolling through the NFL schedule here, the Raiders and the Seahawks. This is three and a half to four in favor of the Seahawks. 47 and a half is the total Seahawks coming out of a bye here. So after that beat down by the the Bucs overseas, they come back. Get a week off and now play the Raiders, who I would say, I mean, what? Lucky to get the win. Would you say lucky to get the win or at least like fortunate to get the yeah. win last week? Maybe not lucky. Fortunate, I yeah. guess you, you could say. Things went right for them. How yes, about that? Yeah. To, to get the win last week. Uh, I guess my question here is not even, I don't, I don't even want to start this with the side. I kind of want to talk about the total. So we're at 47 and a half. This is. Seahawks team started to play a little bit better defense. They're not as good as they're not as poor as they were to begin the season. And the Raiders, they've had, they've had their moments, I guess, from an offensive standpoint, but certainly have not been a consistent offensive performer throughout the course of the season. I wonder if this number might not be just a tad inflated because we're still kind of working off season long numbers for the Seahawks defense where it's like, no, the last five weeks, they've actually been much, much better. I don't know. This one, that was the first thing that kind of jumped off the page to me was that, that total. So I was, I'm really, and I think I might use the Raiders as a contest mm-hmm. play potentially. So I agree with everything you're saying mm-hmm. about Seattle, maybe being a little inflated. And here's the other thing. So go back to week eight. The uh, Raiders go to New Orleans. Their only snap across midfield comes with Nathan Peterman, a quarterback, right? They get blown mm-hmm. out in that game. It was a terrible performance. And every single quote coming out of Las Vegas was about the offense, about the lack of, uh, you know, I think in that game, Devontae Adams had one reception and there was a lot of complaints. Since then, Matt, 17 targets, 12 targets, 11 <laughs> targets, 10 receptions, eight receptions, sevens. He's got a total of five touchdowns and has, has, has caught over 100 yards in each of them and over 140 in two of them. And this offense has looked a little bit more consistent. I think that there has been a very clear objective here for the Las Vegas Raiders to get Devontae Adams more involved. And from a PFF grading standpoint, his three highest grades of the season, all within the last three weeks outside of week one. I think this is kind of, for me, it's twofold. It's one, it's a little bit of an inflated number here for Seattle. I think their defense was playing better, but I thought some of it was about opponent Mm -hmm. as opposed to the way that they were playing. We saw some of those cracks against Tampa Bay. You have a much more explosive component here in the Las Vegas Raiders. I'm willing to kind of back Las Vegas from a contest standpoint. And I don't know, like it doesn't really seem that there's any buyback here on Las Vegas. Maybe this gets to four and a half or whatever it is. But I, I think this might be the market overreacting just a little bit to the way that the Raiders have been playing recently. You do have some clear game plan changes for their offense. Reception total for Devontae Adams sitting at six and a half out there. That one's pretty interesting. As you mentioned, if they're just force feeding him targets, you don't have to be incredibly efficient to get to seven if you're getting 14. He's got 39 in the last know. three games. So just 39 something, targets. Something to think about as well, just from a prop standpoint in this one. I'm actually pretty curious to see what this Seattle team looks like coming out of this bye. I want to see does mm-hmm. does Pete Carroll have anything left in the tank, basically? Like does 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 he have something that he can offer us here with the Seattle team? That might be the only team I think is at least still somewhat vulnerable in the NFC from a playoff standpoint. I, I kind of feel like everyone that's in right now is going to be in, but 
I think maybe Seattle might be the only one that I think is or, a little bit vulnerable. I mean, is Geno Smith starting to turn into a pumpkin, right? Mm-hmm. Four out of his last five starts, PFF grade is 67 or lower. In between there is a really great game against the New York Giants uh, in which he had a PFF passing grade of 91. Mm-hmm. But Geno Smith in his production has started to fall off a little bit here as well after that really magical start to the first five games of the season. Los Angeles Rams and the Kansas City Chiefs. Boy, we don't really need to spend a ton of time on this one. This is up to 16 at some places now in favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. 41 and a half is your total. If you didn't hear, uh, JVT's playing quarterback for the Rams this week. So, that's right. uh, yeah, that's, that's going to be taking some meaningful snaps for this Rams squad. Uh, I mean, look, it's a name your number thing for the Chiefs for me. And in games like this, I just scratch them off because, like, I don't want to try to get into handicapping yep. motivation. I don't want to get into like how long are they going to keep the foot on the gas? Like what's the you know? I just so I, it's just very very hard for me. To, um, well, I mean, I took the Rams for bets giving, so of course yeah. they're going to win. Uh, yes. Obviously, I took the money line. That was my money line play. <laughs> um, no, I, I agree. Like, look, this is one, and I, I will say, let's go back. Was it three weeks ago? It did seem that it was a name your score situation for Kansas City against Tennessee mm-hmm. and Malik Willis, and that was not the case. And they were pushed to. Were they in overtime in that game? They went to overtime in that game. Yeah, like that. that I think it would worry you in terms of. I, there's going to be people who do it, but like laying 15 and a half or including the Chiefs in any way, shape, or form on one of those money line parlays that people like to include. This one is so easy to just scratch off unless you're like contest like me. Yeah, you need a big play, so let's just go and shoot for the stars. I don't see I don't see why there's any reason to get involved other than like an in-game thing. If the Chiefs get off to a slow start, you get a pretty cheap number and you lay it with them when the game starts. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things for me, guys. Like I, I it really is one of those games where if the Chiefs decided to play four quarters, I mean, could it get outside of this number? Absolutely. But I mean, there's no motivation for them to play four quarters, but will it be so bad by then? It won't really matter. Like, yeah. When there's like nine different things that I have to try and figure out how to handicap, then it's just, it's too much for me to to, to do that. So again, hopefully uh, if you decided to play this, good luck to you. It is on the other side of, of whatever. I mean, like we, we saw, I mean, Allen Robinson's questionable. We know Cooper cups out. Allen Robinson is questionable in the game. Higby is questionable. How it's good gonna, am like, I going to look when the Rams win this game outright? Huh? Who is Bryce Perkins even going to throw to, right. you know, like Bryce Perkins, the Bryce Perkins to insert uh, practice squad receiver here, you know, goes for nine catches. I, I, and 185 I guess yards. Bryce Perkins. Do we, do we make the, uh, do we make the case that Bryce Perkins from a preseason standpoint was a lot of fun and solid and, Added some athleticism and uh, no, no, okay. Well, what we can say is kind of the same thing that we said about the same Sam Darnold deal, and that's crazy whenever you're talking about a team that was quarterbacked by Matt Stafford to start the season, but it can't be worse. That's very correct. It well, cannot the, be worse. The problem, too, is, though, like for Matt Stafford, the, the reason behind his poor play, for the most part, was a lot of things outside of his control, which mm-hmm. was everything in front of him. That would mean that Bryce Perkins is in for a very rough day. It's going to be – it's going to be fun. I might actually put that one on a TV. I might oh, you got to watch Yeah, i got to see this one and just see what it looks like. Win. Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm listen for you. I'm actually hoping that that is the way that this thing goes. We got the New Orleans Saints, San Francisco 49ers, Green Bay Packers, Philadelphia Eagles, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, Indianapolis Colts to still get to. And we will give you our plays that are in our accounts for the week. Had a pretty good week last week. Hopefully, we can continue here in week number 12. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think he could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah yeah because you gotta think he's gonna guard he don't care about guarding He's gonna guard. He's gonna exactly. guard. Like you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's gonna guard. And then on I'm top of that, like that, see that, ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college? Because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is VSIN's Final Countdown with Stormy Bonatoni and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. Calling all soccer fans, lace up your cleats to the Bet Rivers online sportsbook. World Cup's in full swing, so now it's the perfect time to check out Bet Rivers. Log into Bet Rivers every single match and get a $10 bet when you place a wager of at least $25. Bet Rivers has all the latest odds, lines, and boosts to create the perfect match day experience. BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app today to get in on all the action. It's a whole new game over at BetRivers. You were just joining us. We had a riveting 0-0 zero to zero tie this morning. Say that for, I, I liked the game. I thought it was a really good game. There, okay. Match. Sorry. Okay, so here's the thing. I get what you're Contest? saying in a like in a vacuum because like you had rooting interest in it being the United States. If it was not the United States out there and it was some other team in England, there were they played 94 minutes of soccer. Yeah. And about 6 minutes of the 94 are entertaining and the other 86 86 minutes are all are, is just complete garbage. So I mean like you have to like I get it like the, the those 6 minutes mm-hmm. were the, yes, those were great 6 minutes. But unfortunately, that is one 
20th, 115th of the entire game. I enjoyed the Mexico-Poland draw as well, which was scoreless. So, <laughs> no, I think you're right. Like, there's look, it's just like any sport. Like, no sport is perfect. There are boring stretches of a lot of sports. I enjoy baseball at times. Baseball's boring as hell, right? Same thing <laughs> as soccer. At least you get, at least you get some scores in, in that. But, you know, the the angst or, like, the, uh, the stress that you get in a scoreless or nil-nil draw where any single header or, you know, center this is, is – true. Is, you're like, <gasps> it's pretty good. This is true. Hey, listen, I'm 1-0 in World Cup betting. I had the draw. And you're going to remain 1-0? I'm 1-0. I probably will be done. Yeah. That'll, that'll probably right be on it. on top, baby. Yeah, I'm just going to get uh, – some people – when I uh, – in four years – Whenever we have the Viper and the Warthog.com, right. you know, and all of that, I'll, I'll yeah. put like in uh, it, World Cup 2022, 1,000% uh, ROI, you know, yeah. like whatever, infinity ROI on it. So it's I almost as ridiculous as putting like once had a winning streak from 1985 to yeah, yeah, whatever. whatever it is. New Orleans Saints, San Francisco 49ers. This thing is uh, weirdly one book has a rogue eight and a half, which puts it still in teaser territory, where the rest of these, it looks like this was a game that they have been defending against from the get-go. Stayed at nine, nine and a half. Did not want to put the 49ers into teaser territory. I get it, because Mm -hmm. I would have done it. I would have been all over getting the 49ers down to two and a half against this Saints team that, look, they don't know what they want to do. They don't know who they want to play. Quarterback, they're... You know, it's 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 a mess there for this for the Saints squad. And this 49ers team is one of the, I think, handful of teams that we can probably confidently say is on the upward arc yeah. as we head towards the the end, the the latter half of the season here. So, uh, 43 is the total. John at the nine, I don't have a ton of interest in the 49ers. It's it's a pretty big number even at home. You know, against this Saints squad or whatever. I would have loved, uh, you know. If, if any of the books here happen to pop an eight and a half, I'll certainly put them in a teaser leg with somebody somewhere along the way. But that's uh, that's not the case right now. So I don't I don't really have a, a strong opinion here one way or the other. Yeah, we're in agreement here. Like yeah. like for forty the 49ers, too. I, I've brought this up to you before, where it's like you know they're a really good team, but they're also very highly rated, and they're rated to the point where they are having some trouble covering numbers. Like yes, mm-hmm. they've covered two out of three, but they're a team that's five hundred in terms of their ATS record. Yeah. You're not getting a ton of value in betting on them at this point right now. Uh, it, the only times I've included them on anything was like the Chargers game on Sunday night. You got to tease them down as part yeah. of the teaser leg. That's the times where I think I'm going to back San Francisco. But I find myself bet wanting to either play against them or tease them down as opposed to bet on them given mm-hmm. where the market has them at this point. Yeah, it would. You know, look if you're in if you are rest of country, there 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 are two books right now. Uh, bet Rivers actually being one of them that has this sitting at eight and a half. So if you wanted to get them into a teaser leg, I would. If I if I had the option, I would. I would pull them down under a field goal. Yeah. I think that they win this game by a field goal against the Saints team. Like that, I would do. The nine, I'm not interested in the nine. So that's just kind of how I how I look at this one. But I do believe, though, from an overall standpoint, if we just want to talk more of a macro level, I think that this 49ers team, there's probably like five teams that I consider to be kind of clearly on an, on an upward tra- trajectory here in the NFL. And I think that the 49ers fit that category here. I mean, I think that Shanahan just needed a couple of weeks to really figure out what to do with all these? Well, I mean, like it's an it's an embarrassment of, of riches, right? I mean, like you've got a top five guy at you know tight end, you've got a top five guy at r- running back, you've got a top ten guy from a from a playmaking standpoint, at least you know from a Debo Samuel, I, I wouldn't call him a top ten receiver, but a t- top ten playmaker anyway. And also, I mean, he's just got all these different guys. He's got to figure out how to use. And uh, I think that he did that pretty well here over the last couple of weeks. So I, I do think from a macro level that this 49er team is one that I. I want to bet on as so long as the number makes sense, and yep. I just think that this number's gotten a little, little out of hand. I also wanted to point out very quickly, because I want to see mm. if these, these are up, because as you said, there's not everything up in terms of player props. 
One of the interesting dynamics that's emerged here over the last couple of weeks, Elijah Mitchell is getting more rushing attempts than mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey. McCaffrey's being used in everything else. But if we're talking about some of those like rushing, receiving props and just overall attempts, uh, I, I very much would be looking at like that dynamic between McCaffrey and Mitchell. If Mitchell is available mm-hmm. right now, only McCaffrey's up on the board. But he has not been getting as many rushing attempts as Mitchell has the last two weeks. Sunday night football is the Green Bay Packers and the Philadelphia Eagles. Right now, this thing is under a touchdown. It is six and a half in favor of the Eagles. Forty-six and a half is the total. We know that the Eagles, if there was an Achilles heel for this team, it was the rush. It was the rush defense. They go out. They signed Dominican Sue. They signed Linval Joseph. Yes, both these guys are old. That being said, they rotated them. They didn't. They didn't overplay them. They didn't. They understood that they only had limited amount of snaps in them. When those guys were on the field it actually was a decent run defense. The problem is, is they just couldn't keep them on the field because, again, they're, they're old and haven't been – they're not in football shape, right? Mm-hmm. And so I imagine it's going to be much of the same this week that when they're on the field, hey, look, maybe they pl- they clog up some of those holes that have been getting put into this uh, – that have been getting gashed with, but they're not going to be able to play a full complement of snaps. And so I expect – and we were talking with producer Steph from a fantasy standpoint here. I mean, I expected – the Packers will probably come out and try to run the ball and probably will find some success in doing so. I think those numbers pretty appropriate. I don't really have a ton of interest in in kind of either laying and needing the Eagles by a touchdown or the Packers with Aaron Rodgers and a this phantom broken thumb, by the way, right. since week five, yep. uh, having to count on him to, to get this thing either. So uh, I, I don't know, pass for me. Yeah, I think the market got it right and taken mm-hmm. it off seven. Yeah, and, and when you when you look at like go back to two weeks because obviously the Packers like laid a complete egg against Tennessee, but two weeks ago they get the Dallas Cowboys and what do they do? Thirty nine attempts on the ground, two hundred and seven total yards between AJ Dillon and Aaron Jones, five point three per attempt. They can run the ball, uh, the Green Bay Packers, when they dedicate themselves to it, which is weird because kind of on and off. Yeah. in terms of the times that they have, I would think against a team that's signing defensive tackles off the street and trying to shore that position up now. This is one where you're going to enact that game plan against Philadelphia. I would expect a lot of Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon here, and especially with, I mean, I guess it's not new news, but the fact that this sum is still a thing with Aaron Rodgers, I am surprised they're not relying on this ground game a little bit more. The Tennessee Titans kind of got them out of their game plan last week, but I think they'll be able to stay on track here against Philly mm-hmm. with that attack. The, uh, the the Monday night game we'll have coverage of up and down the network, but did want to mention just just shortly while it's still sitting on this. I do have, I told it's like it is literally the most miserable teaser I've ever had to hit sub- bet submit on, you know whatever. So I did say that I had the Carolina Panthers up to eight and a half against the Denver Broncos. Well, I paired that with the with the Pittsburgh Steelers up to eight and a half yes. as well. Like again, a, a game with a total of thirty nine. It is, it is neither team, I don't think, built to win at margin. I don't think the Colts are built to win at margin. Um, and I think, you know, getting T.J. Watt back does matter at least a little bit from a defensive standpoint as to keeping this thing within an eight and a half as well. So I did do that in this game. So I did, you know, again, mm-hmm. we'll have – We'll have coverage of this thing up and down the network on Monday, but I, I did want to throw out there that that is the second leg of maybe the stinkiest teaser I've ever put in my account in my whole life. Yeah, no, I, I mean, <laughs> I, I guess I'll throw it out because I won't be on Monday. Well, the interesting angle from a player prop standpoint to watch since yeah. uh, Matt Ryan's come back, Paris Campbell, uh, 15 targets over the last two games. Uh, he's been a, a very big target for uh, Matt Ryan, and that's something to monitor as you get into player prop markets. Stuff we know as we're heading into the weekend, guys. Guys that have already been ruled out. Joe Mixon, Kyle Pitts, Jerry Judy, K.J. Hamler, Mike Williams, Zach Ertz, uh, Hunter Renfro, Darren Waller, of course. Matthew Stafford's not going to play. Kadarius Tony uh, Hardman is out. Romeo Dobbs is still out. Russell Gage is still out. Fournette is listed as doubtful there for the Bucks as well. Mostert also listed as doubtful 
for the Dolphins. So just keep that in mind. We know we get the Mike White experience, the Sam Darnold experience, the Kyle Allen experience as well. It takes us to our pro tip here. John and it was uh, has something to do with the with the NBA that you were talking about. Yeah, I just I don't think like when you're talking about like teams that you find undervalued by the betting market, you think the market's off. You know, don't be afraid to play mm-hmm. them consistently. There's a lot of examples of this. The Pacers covered nine straight at one point. You get this a lot in the NBA season. So if the market's off, just ride it, man. Talked about that stinky teaser I've got Panthers and Steelers up to eight and a half each in that one. Took the under in the Bears Jets. I understand you can't get 42 anymore. I would still be leaning towards the under specifically if Trevor Simeon is going to play for the Bears. I got the Bucks at three, and I got the Bengals at a point and a half. What could go wrong? Yep. Uh, yeah, later with the Bengals, Falcons plus four, two college football plays, Nevada plus 12 and a half, Oregon State plus three, one of the best cover teams in the uh, in the country, and then we talked about the NBA plays already. Yeah, it's going to be uh, an interesting week in the NFL for sure. Some of these games I think that I'll be paying attention to mainly just to see what I want to do moving forward with some of these teams, because I think there are some real prove-it spots here this week in the NFL Talking to you, Cincinnati Bengals. Just get it done for me. Don't prove me wrong yet again here with the Tennessee Titans. Stick around for VEASAN Primetime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.